Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do I press record and now it's going? I, think, I guess it's recording. Is it? Do you think it's recording? I think it might be recording. Wow. I'm so used to not seeing your face that, you know, this is hard for me. Really hard for me. I bet that's not the only thing that's hard for you right now. <laughs> Roll that intro. I I mean, I don't know if we'll be rolling it at all. So let's just crack I, on. I don't think we can. Sorry, everyone. This one's <laughs> this one's a bit of a mess. But um, We're trying something new. Hey, you asked yeah. for it. We're delivering. We're trying okay, to let's, deliver. <laughs> let's do this thing. Hi, my name's Johnny. And my name's Chris. Two totally average people on camera and bass players. And we're here to talk all about that bass. As well as answering your questions at home, each week we take a look at the latest news, maybe break down some tones, all to give you the lowdown on the low end. Chris, what what, is, what on earth is going on here? I have no idea, Johnny. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. This is this is uncharted territory for In mm. the Pocket, but um, it feels good. It feels kind of natural. I know, I like it. I, it it's quite nice. Like I'm enjoying, like, I mean... I hate to break it to the listeners, but we can kind of see each other when we do the episodes anyway, because we're just, we've got, we're on FaceTime to each other on our phones. But this is a bit of a dry run of doing the podcast with video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We should have explained for people that are just listening. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We are talking about, this is our first video episode. And I say episode because we're going to do a slightly shorter one this time, just so we can kind of iron out the kinks, if you like, um, and test the the waters, really. See what you guys think. And uh, yeah, see how we can make it as streamlined and as good as possible. You guys have been asking for a video, so let's you know let's give it a go uh so sorry if this one's a bit shorter or a bit rough around the edges but hey who doesn't love two rugged guys talking about the low end hey absolutely and listen we're trying at the end of the day nobody here pays for this this is a free service it's like the bbc but we don't come knocking at the door if you don't give us like 10 pound a month or is it 14 I, I don't, don't know, know actually. I don't, I don't pay for one, so I don't know. <gasps> not that, not no, I don't use one. I don't, it's not even connected. Not that I use it and please don't come after me. Whatever. I mean, I also I mean, I I mean I live with my mum and dad, spoiler. So they pay for it. I'm pying it off on them. It's all <laughs> they good. Can, they can probably hear you in the background. Yeah, they probably can. Right. Johnny, how yes. has your bass playing week been this week? My bass playing week's been pretty good. It's been pretty quiet, I think. I got a few new bits of gear here and there. I got a um, Rat Proco Rat, which I wanted for a long time. It's on a pedal board tucked away at the minute. Um, so that's been lots of fun. Like, if you can... Those pedals are weird. If you can... Obviously, they're notorious for sucking all the low end out. But if you can get them, like, in a good context, they sound really cool. Hmm. Um, There's so, a... Uh... Oh. There's a rat in the quad cortex. That sounds really weird to say out loud. There is. It's called the. Uh, oh, what's it called? It's not called the rodent. It's called something right. else that makes you think. Is a that mouse. a rat? 
the Mickey. Yeah, exactly. It's the Mickey Mouse drive. Like. Um, Mickey but if you, it's the master the splinter drive, if you will. But that is really good. Like, there's no blend or anything like that. It's really boisterous. I was messing with sort of splitting the frequencies yeah and then it's like the rat is on for all the high-end stuff yeah. and then there's like a clean di Classic. at the bottom and it sounds really cool i need yeah. to mess around with it more but the rat's really cool mm. eva gardner pink's bass player has one pedal on her pedal board and it is the turbo rat really which i don't know the difference wow it's just the rat but it's like a teenage mutant ninja ninja turtle you know it's nice top of that cup of ooze is on its way mm. it's like master splinter in pedal format very good um, are you exploiting the fact that we have video available today yes to i bloody am explain what this is for the uh, people who are listening i got a new bass it's a yamaha bb424 and it's pretty cool that, that, that's all i say okay um am i right in saying you bought one that was broken Yes, I bought one that was broken and it broke my heart. Um, yeah, it was knackered, absolutely knackered. So I returned it and got a refund from the shop on Reverb. Um, I was gutted because I bought five string. I was like, hey, I'm going to get back into five strings. Um, not happening. Um, but enough about me. How was your bass related week? Absolutely brilliant. Um, I have touched the bass twice for the last week and a bit. And you know what? It's been really nice. Um, oh. I've been doing wedding season for the last sort of two or three months. It's been really busy. Um, I was getting... Now, I love a covers gig. I really do like a covers gig. But the last sort of three I did about two weeks ago, I was just getting bored of it. Like, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I know there's... I I am very grateful that I get to do this for a job. But you can still have your dream job and have bad days at work. That's what I think, at least. Yeah. So... So I was doing that and uh, just getting a bit sick of it. So the fact that there's been a bit of a break has been really nice. I got my Godam back from the repair shop finally. Turned out uh, one of the cables had essentially come loose of the solder. So when Uh my thumb was being put on the neck pickup, the volume's cutting out. So that's been done pickups have been raised to like a nice place now it's it's never sounded better it sounds so good i've lowered the action a tiny bit plays really good i got a new bass cab i've got a nice little ampeg 210 you can see that on my instagram Mm. very happy with it very different sounding to the laney 410 more than i thought um the laney is way more scooped it's almost like the laney has like nothing from like 300 up to like 1k i might be wrong there but it seems really big and scooped with loads of treble at the top whereas the ampeg um still 10 inch speakers just loads of mid-range like i was messing around with the 500 hertz knob on the well it's a slider on my dark glass head and it's great i was really enjoying kind of turning it up making the most of the flat wound strings like getting like way too honky but um it was good i quite like it and uh what else have i done bass related um i went to a metallica live stream metallica has a bass player so (laughs) there go it It is bass related same thing man yeah and you could hear him i know historically you can't hear the bass on metallica albums but you can hear robert trujillo live i'm telling you that 
uh, <laughs> and yeah, that was that was pretty good. It was like a two night thing. First yeah. night, actually walked out of the cinema ten minutes into the live stream. Oh snap! Yeah, because it was uh, it was really bad. Like the audio quality was really bad. Oh, it kept cutting in and out. It was like a live stream. It was streamed into um, view the cinema chain. So I went to the one near me to watch it, and it was just terrible. Got a refund. It was that bad. Wow. And uh, but came back on Monday to watch the mm. second night. Amazing. Really? So good. Like really, really good. Two different sets then. Yeah, two completely different set lists. It was the same venue, so it was like a venue in Texas, like this huge hundred thousand seater stadium. Huge. And it's gonna be huge. But then uh, each night or night was two completely separate set lists. It was basically the download set all sure. the two nights. Yeah. So which was nice because the night that I got refunded for was the same set list as when I saw Metallica uh, at download. So I didn't perfect. miss out that much. But then the night two was the night I wasn't at download, where they played like Enter Sandman and One and stuff like that, and um, For Whom the Bell Tolls. So it was like a different vibe. They even played two songs off St. Anger, which was sick! Nice. Well, your little, little boy Chris was very, very happy as well as... Absolutely. I had a great oh. time. Amazing. But yes, that was my that was my week to conclude. Well, that sounds flippin' smashing. Um, shall we move on to the news? I think we should play the jingle. Oh no, we've got to sing it now. Which, I can't remember how jing- any of them go now. Which which jingle goes next? I can't remember. I I when I I used to move them around every episode. I used to move them all around, so I don't know. Um, really? Oh, I kept the same yeah. ones every time. Um. <laughs> Bum 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 bum. There we go. That'll do. Play the news. First up on in the pocket news. Um, right. It's been quite a busy week, and some things have have just squeezed in to this week's episode. I'm going to start things off with Spectre. Um. Spectre literally like a few hours before we're recording this or at least that's when I saw it have announced uh, some new high performance series bases in the NS Dimension and the NS Ethos range. So for those that don't know a Spectre's kind of range the Ethos is more their standard like normal looking bases in fours and fives with normal pickups in a, in a straight line and normal straight frets. The Dimension series, on the other hand, is uh, their fan fretted kind of dingwall answer base, I'd say, with uh, two soap bars kind of at an angle uh, to match the fan fretted nature and, and that single uh, piece bridges that you get on them as well. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about these because they've literally just been announced, but uh, they're looking pretty sweet, I gotta say. There's a really cool, like, a gloss purple that they've got on there. The the other colours aren't blowing me away. I really like the gunmetal gloss that they've got on there. I, I really like silver bases at the minute. They've got quite the vibe. Um, but yeah, each are EMG loaded. The preamps on these look pretty simple. Um, and uh, they've got, oh yeah, I can see it now. The EMG DC pickups and a dark glass tone capsule in the uh, multi-scale one so that's pretty cool um i'm just going to check if the other one also has yes they both 
they both have the dark glass uh, tone capsule so yeah they're really going for that kind of aggressive metal uh sound with these for sure um yeah pretty cool i believe they are on the more expensive side um so i can't see myself picking one up anytime soon uh because shocker i've not yet tried a uh a specter have you i've never touched a specter base in my entire life i believe um no don't think i have actually how much are these that is a fantastic question chris let me find out for you okay maybe i don't one day i don't know how we do this but i wonder if you can like screen share i think i can you know this oh cool okay I think I can. That might be cool because in in the future we can like pop up what we're talking about. Yes, that would be amazing. Make it even more confusing for the people who aren't watching the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bloody give it. uh, I've got a got a I got to close Google to to do it for the preferences. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe next time we'll do that. But next time, do you do you know how much these are? Um, let me find that out for you right now. Okay, um, I will now it's... speak while we do this. Yes, please. Okay, um, I have never tried a Spectre. I'm curious to know how much these cost because obviously the multi-scale version with the dark glass preamp is quite clearly going after Dingwall or at least tapping into tapping into some part of that market. But my understanding is the retail price of a Dingwall is going up anyway. Uh, I don't know how much by, but I know it's going up. Like, they used to go for... A five-string NG three was about seventeen, eighteen hundred pounds. I think. Wow. I think that's going up now. I mean, I got my five-string NG two for about. I think I paid about eleven hundred pounds for it, but that's because it was second-hand. Obviously, it's different. Um, but I believe their prices are going up. Not confirmed. It's just I heard it somewhere, and I can't even remember where. So I would be very curious to see where Spectre is aiming to land these, yeah. whether they're trying to be above the ding wall and argue it's a better instrument and, and get it that way. Maybe it's a US-made instrument, that etc., etc. Or are they trying to undercut the ding wall market and basically like you know kick the legs in from underneath them? Yeah. I mean, that would be the smart decision i think um if they're going after that market really do you really want to go in yeah. with less brand recognition in that in that market and um and, and and not do that i don't know that seems silly i would have thought they're in like the 1500 to 1800 mark i'm just guessing there based on specs uh and and things like that mm. i cannot find a price it doesn't seem like it has been announced anywhere yet um i haven't watched any of the promo videos um, and things like that but uh yeah keep an eye out they're not up for sale yet i don't believe so oh, oh, oh hang on oh news is coming in i have found one on sweetwater has come in at oh what did i say between 1500 and 1800 1800 oh this one so i reckon my price was about right with that not far off at all interesting uh, in that case that is ca- that is ding wall money mm. maybe just under depending on what it is so uh yeah interesting we will see where see where that turns out 
I have it from a somewhat trusted authority, though, that they tried the older Spectre Dimension, yeah. which, granted, has a different preamp to this, and they said it was rubbish. Yeah, I, I've I've not been that impressed with them. It's got Fishman Fluent pickups in yeah. the base ones. This person, and... who I will not name, my confidential source, <laughs> basically told me it was like the base was like smashing a limiter constantly oh, really? everything was like when you picked harder you ran out of headroom and it just started to peak and distort like you were kind of like you know when you like slap too hard and you just like punch the string it was like it was like that kind of sound but with your fingers so that's obviously not great yeah, but um, we'll shame, see that might not be the case yeah i've always been quite enamored by specters and i've always wanted like a five string one with emgs in it or something like i i've I, I love the sound um i think that they're they're pretty cool i don't think they look right in four strings one of those bases that i think it needs to be a five string um mm. so if i was going to have a five string i would like to try one of those um and as that yamaha died maybe maybe it's time to spend like maybe. 1800 quid um, maybe no, no um i'm gonna move on because uh speaking of dark glass in that base there is also dark glass in another base that's been oh launched this week i know um do you remember the dark ray i do remember the dark ray well strap yourselves in because it's back baby oh boy um so music man liked to do this thing uh called the uh the bfr collection so the ball family reserve collections so these are very very unique pieces uh there are often like off cuts of what um people have designed and then it's not gone into production or it's like uh okay we've got this master built one here that we're just doing like very very limited runs of or it might be like artist models that didn't end up working things like that they do it um every uh every season so now this is the summer range they've only brought three out one of which is a base and that base is another version of the dark ray this time in shadow karina they're calling it so if you wanted a dark ray but you weren't keen on the finishes this might be your chance to get one uh, it's essentially the same base, but with a Karina body this time. So it's like an all-natural Stingray with matte black uh, hardware and everything else. Uh, and yeah, it's just a really, really incredible-looking wood grain natural Stingray uh, with everything else just so aggressive about it. Um, have you had a look at this one, Chris? Uh, I have, and it looks very nice. I liked the look of the... Uh the original dark ray as well i thought it was really cool yeah um i didn't necessarily like the idea of the onboard distortion though because for me it was like you are removing the opportunity of like capturing like a di and that sound or yeah. you kind of because it's baked in because it's coming straight from the source material i mean I, live maybe that would be cool because you could just turn it on and that would be fine but no one would let me record with that bass if I and had like that how because it... they'd be like, I can't use it. Yeah, and how are you turning it on, you know? Oh, let just I hope there's a pause so I can push the button, you know? Um, well, I mean, I can I'd like I'm used to like obviously starting off as a as a as a guitarist, you get pretty used to kinda of like flicking between pickups while you're playing. So, you know, in between a strum, quickly like catching the net pickup and then going back down again. So 
I mean, it would be fine, but it's not going to be as easy as turning on and off a pedal mm. with your foot. Yeah, it's not a not, not ideal idea for for me. That's what gives me the the ick about it a little bit. I'm like, ah, that wouldn't that removes my enjoyment of pedals and and how I use them. Um, but anyway, anyway, this one is three thousand and ninety nine dollars. So yeah, not cheap. These are very limited run. Oh yeah, uh, we'll get two things. Yeah, we'll we'll get one each. Dark Glass and famous famous fans of the show, Dark Glass, um, please hit us up with one of those. Uh, speak nicely to Music Man. Um, let's stay in the the realm of like heavy music now and look at Solar Solar guitars. Solar Solar. Um, they have just brought out three new bases. Now I actually it might be very naive of me. I've never checked out their bases. I was aware of their guitars, but never really considered their bases at all and so i'm just having a look on their website and yeah okay i hear you i hear you solar um these are looking pretty cool obviously very metal orientated uh so they're not i'm not getting one like they're not my vibe totally but i can appreciate and yeah i think they're they're nice for what they are um there's one in particular i would like to talk about um but first let's have a look at these new ones we've got the ab1 for ROP, oh my, we're doing an Ibanez here, and an AB1, oh sorry, 0.5 uh, B. Oh, come OP. on, <laughs> we're doing it... decimals now. <laughs> Point 0.2. Oh, there's a left handed version as well, which is great. Um, oh, that's nice. Interestingly, oh no, they are slightly different. Gosh, why did they do this? The left handed version is $800. The four string is $1,300 and the five string is $1,400. I don't know Why? what's different about that left-handed. Maybe they're like, you guys need a break. It's okay. I mean, I hope that's the reason. I genuinely <laughs> hope there's no change. And it's just, it was left-handed and someone went, yeah, come on, let's give these guys a break because they yeah. get literally nothing as a left-handed player. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, these uh, come with uh, EMGs built in uh, and the matching preamp for that as well. So spec-wise, you're not looking at anything like crazy here. Um, but yeah, these for someone, this is going to be like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm after. I absolutely love the aesthetic. Perfect. Um, I am just going to have a look at the left-handed one just to make sure I haven't uh, misspecced it at all. Because it must be... That's quite a lot cheaper, so it must be simpler in a way. Um, mm, 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 pickups, yes. Okay, they're not EMGs in the left-handed oh. one. It is a more affordable base on this one. So it's got their own soap bar pickups in it. So slightly different sounds you'll get out of these and only available uh, in the kind of all matte black finish. Um, so yeah some good news for left-handed but maybe not i don't know if that's a previous version they do uh however i have just noticed one that's black with like a roasted maple neck which looks bloody nice <laughs> looks so good if you want to check it out it's the a b 2.5 b o p <laughs> perfect what are they doing with these things man honestly why can't you just call it like the solar base done i know i miss i miss them having like names now yeah. everything's like a serial number it's code for something like oh just get call it like the the angry one and the really angry one 
But yeah, I, li- I like Sola. I like Sola guitars. I think the basses are really cool. Yeah. I think they're all, all the basses are 35-inch scale instead of 34. Oh, that's good. Because I was considering for a, quite a while buying a five-string mm-hmm. um, before I'd considered like going down the Dingwall route. I had looked at them. And I think the reason why I decided not to in the end was I thought if I end up playing this in a non-heavy music scenario, it's going to look a bit too heavy music. Yeah. Whereas hilariously, the Dingwall, despite it being a Dingwall, doesn't really look that metal, I don't think. Like, it's well, black with a maple neck. And it just looks like, from a distance, just like a black bass. Yours is quite subtle, I think. Well, that's why I was really happy I could find the black one because it's like I can I can rock a wedding with the dingwall and no one's gonna go. Oh my god, what what has that man got there? <laughs> this aluminous green bass guitar. Exactly. Yeah. As much as I would like one of those like swirl designs they did, or one yeah. of the really crazy Z free custom shops, um, can't really afford that. And also, like. It's fine. A black bass in my line of work is usually a pretty good idea. We can't hear you, and we don't want to see you either. Absolutely. So you stand the back. Stand behind the drummer. <laughs> um, let's move on to the final bit of news, and I would argue the probably the biggest bit of news in terms of like shaking the internet, um, and that is the brand new signature Jaguar bass uh, for Mike Kerr from Fender. It's been on the horizon for a long time people have been asking for this for a while and ever since his kind of custom models have been turning up uh on royal blood's sets playing live people have been like what is that when can we have it uh here it is limited edition i don't know how many they're limiting it to i've seen lots popping up online though of people getting them uh yeah i assume it's made in mexico it's orange it's gold it's black 30 inch scale short scale with uh what looks like the the big wide open humbucker in the middle position and then a smaller uh single coil uh in the bridge so it's kind of a mix between pickup wise like the squire rascal and the gretch electromatic junior jet uh which is what he famously used in the kind of more early days um, so yeah, it's kind of a combination of all different bases he's had over the years uh, in this vibrant blood orange finish. So very, very cool. Um, what were your thoughts on this when it got announced, first of all? Um, I actually thought it had already been out. So when I saw it, I thought, oh, I thought we already had one of those. Like gen- <laughs> Genuinely, I thought he already had like a signature Jaguar base. I-, I actually thought he did. Um, so I was a bit surprised, naturally. Uh, but it looks really cool. I really like it. Love the colour. I bet it sounds really cool. I am yet to try a short scale. I would like to try a short scale. Uh, but I feel like the short scale, I would want to try. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Try and potentially buy would not be this. Not that there's anything wrong with this new signature model. I just think if I was going to buy a short scale, I'd be going for like the like the Mustang with like the flat wound strings on it or the tape yeah. wounds or something like that. You know, really picky, kind of like chunky, like warm bass sound. Not yeah. like a Royal Blood thing, which is like a really gnarly guitar tone with a bass alongside it. But yes, it looks really cool. Um, I won't be buying one. Kind of want one though still. It does look cool. It's very cool, yeah. Rock a wedding like... with that, absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, it's about, um, it is made in Mexico, and like we kind of had in the other more recent artist models, it's one of the Mexican-made bases, which is over £1,500. It's £1,549 on Fender's website at the moment. Uh, it's a so... fur wallop for Mexico, yes. that. it's a That's a fur wallop. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I really like everything about this. Um, I've I have listened to a few demos online, um, and I'll be honest, I'm not that impressed. Like, oh really? Yeah. Well, thing is, it's I bet that sounds fantastic in the context of Royal Blood and Mike Kerr's setup, and what ultimately what that bass is built to do. You know, like it's it's built to be in that band um and be perfect for him so unless you're doing that is it going to be that good and from what i've heard of like people just like flicking away on it and, and playing i'm like oh this doesn't sound very good it's only until then you whack on the distortion you buy amp it and that it sounds like incredible um so yeah i'm hesitant to like give it my seal of a blessing like yes this is great um because i yeah, it's 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 a weird one in in sound and the, the pickups are, are strange, but it it does what it does. You know, if he was going to release one, this is it. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's going to be that, and people this will sell. People will be like, yes, I want it. Uh, anyone that's wanting to replicate that kind of sound is is perfect for that, of course. Um, the shorter scale gives you more like guitar like qualities as well for you to bend strings a bit more and uh, perhaps be be a bit more fluid in that regard. Um, and I do want to talk about the case as well. Um, I want to talk about the case as well <laughs> for two reasons. Yeah. I'll give you my this. reason, and then I think I'll give the reason you're going to give. Okay. You go for it. I'm paying £1,500. Why is it in a gig bag? <laughs> and they're not the only people to do that, because when I bought my PRS guitar ages ago for, I think, about £1,800... That just came in the same gig bag that the SE models came with. And I was a bit mad in the mm. shop being like, you're going to give me a case, right? And they were like, yeah. no, it comes with a gig bag. <laughs> like, what? So Great. that's my reason why I think that's silly. Like, mm. you deserve a proper Fender hard case. You know, like with the locks on it and, yeah. like, you deserve a good case for that money. But go on, tell me your reason. Uh, the other reason is the inside of it. Is well cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not just a gig bag, Chris. Uh, it's 
the probably the coolest gig bag I've ever seen um, because it is lined with uh, tiger print, which is, well, I assume it's tiger print. It, the thing's got tigers all over it. It looks more like a cheetah, uh, but yeah, pretty damn cool. Um, if Hugh Hefner made a gig bag, it would look like that. That's the one. And the base inside would be pink and probably a bit naked. Absolutely. How does a base become naked? No pit guard? No pickup covers. Oh, gosh. Or no. uh, li- literally, no about, as in no uh, no cover for the control. Oh, I see. So the knob's out. Yeah. The knob yeah, yeah. is out. Exactly. That um, exposed pickup covers, absolutely no scratch plate. Um, yeah, I'd say that would, that would qualify as it being naked i would say nice well i think we should it's try good to and know get with the most the most naked attractive bass we can find absolutely go on naked attraction and it's just a jazz bass with no <laughs> see all all ev- all the potential partners just disappear yeah if even if it's just a normal Sold. bass no <laughs> no thank you oh but sir this is a 1960 something rickenbacker blah 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 <laughs> Previously owned by Geddy Lee, I'm oh, not interested. Oh, oh, they're kissing someone else. Okay. Yep. Whoops. Sir, this is Paul McCartney's Hofner. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, not for me. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Exactly. Um, that pretty much wraps up the news overall. Um, and as we're talking about that signature base, I thought it would be only fitting uh, to have this next uh, big base debate. Uh, shall we roll the non-existent um, interlude now and, and swiftly and smoothly move on? Yeah, I think we should. How does that last one go? Like... Well, fun fact, that was all, that was played on a Gretsch electromatic bass, which Mike uh, also had. And you can um, tell. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, that that gives me a good starting point, actually, because, um, well, do you want to read the question? Uh, I would love to actually read the question, but for those of you watching at home, uh, my phone has died. Uh, the reason my phone has died is before me and Johnny sat down to record this episode, we spent an hour messing around trying to get my camera to work, and it didn't. So that's why we're doing this on a webcam. I still think it looks pretty good. However, we sat on FaceTime for a good hour trying to work it out, and it's just killed my phone. So I can't read the actual question, but I remember the question itself. So the topic of this week's Big Base Debate is essentially thoughts on uh, signature series bases. Mm. Would you like to go first, Johnny? Because my answer is, as usual, fairly short and to the point. (laughs) <laughs> just like you my friend um uh, I, yep, that's alarmingly accurate <laughs> i um for, uh, my point that i was going to go on to straight from that segment is about that gretch so let's imagine mike kerr in this situation he's been well known for using that base it's a super affordable base and fans absolutely loved that like they went wild because they're like Oh my god, he's using this bass, which is super cheap. I can replicate his sound next, you know, not quite, but like I can 
be him, but like not a lot of money, and this is great, oh, amazing. And then, you know, I was imagining, you know, what an absolute baller move that would be if he did a Gretsch short scale, affordable Gretsch. Like that would sell so well, so well. Um, so then why release a 1500 quid uh, SIG? I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. And it's like, but at which level are you, um, you know, you're going to make more money from having a cheaper product and selling more or selling not so many of an expensive product? You know, there, there's a balance where that the scales are tipped on that, um, you know, business 101. Um, but he is now aligned with Fender and has been playing Fenders for a long time now. So I can I can see why he'd gone with that. But my point being is that that's one of the things that really grinds my gears about signature bases is that they're often i guess it's because they're so like custom spec that they're just like so expensive and i have never looked at someone's base and gone like yeah i want that i'll have that what they've specced out it it just there's something in my brain that goes nope they've specced that nope i don't want it interesting um two thoughts on this in the base department i agree with you 100 percent uh, I've never seen a signature base, to my knowledge, that I've gone, oh, I like that. In fact, I think I liked the Troy Sanders Fender. I thought that was lovely, mm-hmm. um, but a bit too expensive. Uh, the Frank Bellor Charvel yep. is pretty cool. However, the lack of torn knob is unforgivable. <laughs> In my opinion, unforgivable. Uh, obviously, for, for good old Frank, it's fine for him, because who's messing with the torn pot? when you're in Amphrax, you know, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with bases, uh, there's a lot of like, I've never really been that bothered by any of the signature models. The Nate Mendel P-Base, the Foo Fighters one, that's pretty cool. But at the end of the day, that's a P-Base with a quarter pounder in it. And that's it. And a high mass bridge. So it's, it's not like... really a massive overhaul. Like the mono neon jazz bass, I, I, I'm not keen personally because that is super burrowed down into the niche of mono-neon. However, there are a lot more examples I can think of in guitar land where it's a signature model, but it's been done really well to the point where you don't have to be a fan of that artist and enjoy the guitar. So, for example, like the main ones that jump out at me is all of the Slash models, like the Slash Les Pauls, most of them don't have any paraphernalia attached to Slash on them. They might have a truss rod cover that you can take off, and that's it. In the shape of a um, top Exactly, yeah. Uh, the M- Mark Tremonti from Alter Bridge, he was the second ever signature PRS artist ever. Wow. Um, and his Tremonti model has been going for ages and ages and ages. There is no affiliation with him on the front of the guitar i believe i think there might be his name on the back as like the model number or the model name and number and then again there's a truss rod cover you know up by the headstock that you can just unscrew if you're not that bothered and then the last one uh more recently is john mayer's prs the uh, the silver sky mm. that has very little affiliation to john mayer visually obviously you see it and go oh yeah that's the john mayer signature guitar blah 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 
But when you actually like, but if you're not like a fan of John Mayer, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I feel like the guitar world is doing it a little bit better in that example in terms of like essentially more money. Oh, and the, oh, I completely forgot. Jim Root from Slipknot. His whole Telecaster and Jazzmaster series. Again, you see people who aren't even in metal bands playing those guitars because they've design- been designed, I think, in a really business business I can't speak today. They've been designed in a really business savvy way where we've eliminated the need for you to be a fan of that artist and enjoy the bass. Like Mike yeah. Kerr, for example, has plastered the Royal Blood logo all over the bass. It's on the back. You can tell it's got an association with Mike Kerr and Royal Blood, meaning you run the risk of, if you don't like Royal Blood or you think Mike Kerr's a bit of a dick, which um, I feel like a lot of people do at the moment when they did that Radio 1 Bigs Weekender and yeah. they just flipped everyone off and they were gobbing off and stuff. You know, if you're not a fan of like, if you're not it's a fan of wrong. like that artist, it runs the risk of you just not bothering buying it because it's almost like a kind of, well, that's not my football team, so I'm not going <laughs> to buy the shirts. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. So yeah, overall signature bases not really that bothered and i think if obviously in the future best case if i was ever approached to do a signature model i think there would be very little association with me on the product like i would do it'd be to my specs and then maybe i don't know underneath the control cavity might be my <laughs> signature or something because that's you know, all the knobs are <laughs> exactly that's where i live um surrounded by knobs (laughs) but uh i i I would rather do that and also i actually think that would sell more because it means you can just sit down and go oh this is a really nice bass i don't like i don't listen to this guy's music it it doesn't interest me but the bass is cool so i'm gonna get it yeah and like even if something is quite um inconspicuous and not like outlandish and too like this is our signature model, you know. Um, when you look at it, for me, I don't know what it is. I just get this feeling like it's not gonna gel with me, or it's not like I don't know what it is. Like it's been, I feel like I'm cheating. You know, this is someone hmm. else's partner here <laughs> that I'm playing with. Um, and yeah, I just get, I have this weird ownership thing about guitars where it's got to feel right to me and like, I've got to really enjoy playing it. Uh, and I just, I just thought of an example of a bass signature model as well that is quite popular. Um, the Jack Cassidy. Oh yeah. Epiphone, you know. But that's what, that's what I mean. That's a really iconic model. I don't know what Jack Cassidy looks like. I just know there's the, Jack Cassidy. Well, then you've also got the Justin Mendel Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the Lee Sklar Dingwall and the Lee Sklar Warwick don't have any association to him. Mm. They just look like extra production models by that company. But that's clearly in the Dingwall, for example. That's a... a, a, I don't know what it's based on. Is it a Z3? No. Is it an afterburner? Afterburner, I think. Yeah, I think it's just an afterburner that's kind of got like his pickups of choice and it comes with the uh the 
the, the is it called it's not called the bee bender the the drop thing you know on the headstock yes i forgot the name of it where you can take the low b down to a like a drop tuner yeah yeah it's a something drop tuner i've completely forgot who makes it billy sheen's Hipshot. got one hip shot there we go he talks about using that a lot because there were loads of examples where like um they'd be playing and then all of a sudden it'd be like kind of need like a low b flat here or a low a for example for film music and you go yeah no problem click and then it's open open cool. low a which is kind of down in the lower range of a piano as well so it works for him yeah. it's easier live but uh yeah but again it's not like got his face on the front of it or anything silly like that that's what i it mean it's like the mono neon the, to mention it again the mono neon one doesn't work for me at all because it's quite clearly designed after him because it's got that bright yellow and pink aesthetic it's really brash mm. and i'm like you it's like walking around in like a full manchester united kit it's like <laughs> i know who your football team is it's yeah. fairly obvious uh i kind of feel out. i think that can be the case with some more subtle models as well though like the mark hoppus jazz bass like mm. that it's it i suppose that's only the case if you know like if you know you know like yeah that's a that's a mark hoppus jazz bass. Like, oh, yeah, is that, is that you know have some originality of yourself you know like really <laughs> um that that's that is my inside voice i get when if i pick up a signature bass i'm like oh people are probably thinking like really you're just gonna play someone else's bass um or you're like sounds a like really a hardcore blink 182 super fan yeah and if you're not people might go oh i can't believe he doesn't know how to play damn it or something like that <laughs> or you know like that kind of thing it's like oh you must really like blink 182 it's like well i think they're all right i just it's a good bass shut yeah. up yeah it's almost like the wearing a band t-shirt for a band you don't listen to and then someone <laughs> going name three songs oh, actually <laughs> yeah uh, which totally for the record right. i actually want someone to do to me one day i want to start wearing a band t-shirt for a band that i don't listen to or actively dislike just for someone to go i bet you don't know three albums by them and go nope i got no idea never listen to them and then walk off <laughs> you do it but with like a taylor swift t-shirt like normally it's oh, like yeah, some absolutely. indie band or a metal band but no do it like well the problem is i listen to taylor swift so i'm not gonna be able to get around that unfortunately true um did you know i'm going to see her are you yeah ma'am we got Wh- foo which... fighters yeah and then taylor swift the week after nice whereabouts in, in cardiff i assume or indeed in cardiff yes lovely i was considering it but i've decided not to because i can't afford it <laughs> it's bloody expensive let me tell you oh yeah. when they got the tickets and i was like oh cool tell me how much i was like oh, so, so cool what i'm yeah. am i right in saying it was about 200 pounds just under yeah oh i mean i've heard it's like a three and a half hour show and it's like yeah. one of the best productions ever done so and paramore are supporting as well so oh like, my right come on then like <laughs> that's different it's like um i really wished uh metallica brought the european tour as a uk date they didn't they just did download instead mm. because that would have been um mammoth van halen uh architects and then two and a half hours of metallica so for yeah. me that would have been like absolutely worth the money 100 yeah. percent. but no instead i got a download which was still great but if someone said to me do you want to do one day of download or do you want the metallica concert i 
I probably would have still taken the Metallica concert because I didn't get to see Architects because they didn't play the Friday. Mm. And I really like Architects. I'm actually, in two days from now, time of recording, going to try and buy Architects tickets for the tour they are doing early next year in Amsterdam. Shut up. I'm doing the same. No, you're not. Not not for Amsterdam, though. Oh, which one are you going for? I don't know. Um, I literally saw the lineup and was like, ooh, we were. No, no, Johnny, at- Johnny, I really would consider Amsterdam if I were you. It's not expensive. Oh, I, but the problem is we've been before and Lily's been like five I, times. I, I went about eight weeks ago. And if someone said, do you want to go next week, oh, I'd yeah, go. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah, we had a yeah. great time. Um, we're, I literally just started the conversation about that yesterday and was like, could I mean, a European I'll be there, so... <laughs> Live podcast at Architects? In a hotel room. <laughs> Where all the best things happen. Absolutely. Oh, Dawn, I actually actually really want you to now. Like, seriously. Think about it. it. Think you got two days. This is true. Say, say to Lily, Chris, Chris is going. <laughs> She's like... Well, then we are. Pack my exactly. bag now. Yeah. You bring the rabbits, you. I'll bring the dog. Sorted. Perfect. Um, I is there anything else you want to say about signature? Bases? Uh, not really. Um, There's one more thing I want to say. Um, I would love to see a resurgence of the like affordable uh artist series like we did in Squire back in the day. Like, imagine if we were getting like paranormal series quality squires now, but with like signature influence as well. I think that'd be awesome. I think. Yeah, I miss the days when you used to get like again to mention Guitarland. You used to get like the Epiphone version, the Gibson version, yeah, and then like the Custom Shop version. Because Slash did this. Like Epiphone slash Les Paul was going to be one of the first guitars I ever bought. I ended up getting one further down from that, but it was only like 50 quid less. Mm. Um, but you used to get like a, a 400 quid one, a 900 quid, maybe 1500 quid one, and then like a four grand bells and whistles. Yeah. And then now you just get a cheaper version of the middle one for a bit more money than... So you get less get instruments. mm but it's priced higher than I'd what like it, to it see, used to be. I'd like to see a cheap one and then the the like master built one. You know, like cut out that middle one. I oh no, I, w- re- I want free. I want I want a squire one. I want a a top end Mexican one, but not for fifteen hundred quid. You That's should insane. not be paying. Perfect. <laughs> you should not be paying fifteen hundred quid for a Mexican instrument or a, or a Chinese or Asian market built one. I think they really should be sat around the grand mark or just over. I think for me that's fair. fair, and then they should go straight up at like four grand for kind of like the bells and whistles. And then what I want to do is I think they should almost punish the artist and be like, because a, a really good example of this is Matt Hafey from Trivium regularly tours with the Epiphone version of his signature model. Yeah, and I think that they should say to the bass player. If this is if you really want this signature deal, Mister Dibble, you must tour for twelve months with the Squire version of your instrument to prove it's a good enough standard for a working professional musician, and then you can gig with the free grand monster version. 
I, I think that's my opinion. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, fair enough. I will happily do that because yeah. it also proves it it. that the Squire version is definitely worth the money because someone who's going out and playing presumably quite big venues can gig with it. That's always been a bit of a thing where someone's got their like cheaper sig and then someone's gone yeah but they're playing they're playing the custom shop version live yeah you know, or they don't even like... play the signature version they play like a custom shop guitar that was trickled down into yeah or they're the playing the model. original one what this cheap one is based on you know? yeah i don't think they should do that no no yeah. i think they should f- go balls deep you know endorse it absolutely um, and i think yeah. you saying balls deep is a great way and great place to end this trial run of video in the pocket i would like nothing more absolutely that sounded super rude i'm so sorry chris i didn't mean it like that that's all right dory um thank you so much everyone for sticking around and looking at our ugly mugs or listening to our hideous voices uh, if you're doing so on your uh podcast listening platform of choice if it is that that you are so doing please leave us a five star review it really helps us reach more people with algorithms etc if you're watching this one on youtube um yeah let us know in the comment down below what you thought about this and any questions you might have uh moving forward we also take questions on our instagram pages you can follow me at johnny dibble and chris at that guy on bass chris what have you got going on at the minute and tell people where else they can find you many things are happening in the dala camp at the moment for those of you don't know i'm in a band called dala uh i think it's really good but it'd be a bit weird if i thought it was a bit shit don't you think (laughs) so i'm in a band called dala uh at the point of this coming out we already have two singles out maybe there might be another one in the near future i could not possibly comment and maybe that one has a guest feature on it so it's, it's johnny <laughs> we're playing a song we're playing a song that is so easy we got johnny <laughs> to do it perfect <laughs> perfect it'll probably get more views anyway um yeah, so if you wouldn't mind, check us out. If you like it, drop us a follow. That'd be very nice. If you don't like it, it's fine. Just don't tell me because I don't want to know. And uh, yeah, you can find me on everywhere else under that guy on base. Back over to you, Jonathan Dibble. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, all I have left to say is, everyone, thank you so much for watching, listening. We'll see you next time. Ta-ta! 